Tom Gerhardt and Dan Provost are the guys behind Studio Neat. On this show, we discuss entrepreneurship, product design, and all of the ups and downs that come with running a small business. I'm Mike Hurley, and this is Thoroughly Considered. How's it going, Mike? Uh, oh, <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for someone to ask again. Yeah, it's going. You know, um, it was kind of funny. Like when we last recorded, it was like I I distinctly remember saying, "Oh, I'm sure that like it's just knee jerk reactions and uh, things will start to settle down a little hmm. bit." That was it. Oh, uh, it was that long ago. Beginning of April. Yeah. Yes, it's about seven or eight weeks ago now. Um, Things are much better now, but they did get a little bit trickier in the meantime. Mm. Uh, Like, I think basically straight after that episode, which is kind of funny. But we, uh, we've had a very busy, like, so Relay FM company, right? Like the Uh podcast network, had a very, very busy couple of months. Like, we've had to work a lot harder than we normally would for advertising stuff, but we were able to to be... We kind of met the goal that we'd set once this all began of, like, if we get to this point, we're going to be good. Mm -hmm. So I was happy with that. Um, I was really proud of the work that we'd done. But um, in the meantime, we're also... And we've been talking about this publicly now. You guys know it as well. Like, uh, Relay FM membership is going to become more of a thing now because we just Mm want to diversify our... Um, revenue a bit more as a company and yeah we have wonderful listeners who want to support us so we want to make it more worth their while now um Mm -hmm. i i you know i think it's a good idea to to not be so reliant on one stream like we've done a lot of work like a lot of work over the last couple of years to diversify our sponsor portfolio so Mm -hmm. like if one company went bust it wouldn't kill us yeah. yeah, or just decides to just—they have one meeting and they're no longer podcast advertising. Exactly <laughs> right, like you know, like Squarespace leaves and we're like, oh no, right? Like it would have yeah. like any any of those any of our larger companies stopping would have been an effect, right? Um, yeah, and would always be an effect, has been an effect, um, but wouldn't take us down, which is definitely the case. I mean, honestly, it's pretty good that we did that work because. Not all of our advertisers wanted to move things around, but some of them did want to move things around for like really logical reasons. But mm-hmm. because we'd done all that work before, this hasn't affected us to the point that like we're really desperate, you know? Yeah. But we didn't really consider like what if all of it stops, which it hasn't, but way more has changed than it normally would in a mm-hmm. uh, two-month yeah, period. Yeah. So it's mm-hmm. just kind of like raised our antennas of like, hmm, okay, we should maybe try and diversify just outside of advertising revenue completely, right? Which we hadn't really focused on before. Have you talked much to um, uh, like Bullseye or, you know, the Maximum Fun folks? Or- I, I, I only kind of know Jesse. We've had a couple of conversations uh-huh. in the past, but... Yes, I mean their model is an interesting one. Um, that but they isn't are... it basic? I mean, isn't it basically? I mean, isn't it pretty similar to like what you're wanting to do more? I mean, how is it different? Because uh, aren't they really bas- like? I don't know what their percentage of revenue or whatever comes from, like membership. But it seems like 
they push that a lot, but they also some shows have advertisers, right? So yeah, I mean, I think that's that's probably what we're gonna start pushing more towards because it's like, yeah, it's it's exactly that. Like my brother, my brother and me, which is probably mm-hmm. their biggest or one of their biggest podcasts. Like, it's, I assume it's got to be. And they are yeah. very heavily member supported, but they also have two to three ads every episode. Um, yeah. And so I figure that maybe there will be a time in the future, maybe this year, hopefully this year, where we can say that we are like really significantly listener supported. Where right now mm-hmm. that support is definitely there and varying show to show, like it can be a bigger or smaller thing. But our kind of focus as a company, we've always said like Real AFM is an advertising business. Like that's what we said. Like yeah. we are an advertising focused business. Um, and now we want to include more listener support in that equation because it just seems like a logical thing to do. And I think the good thing is we have always had things in the chamber that we could do, like ideas that we we could move on if we wanted to mm-hmm. and had never mm-hmm. done them, which was good because we wouldn't have done them with the right level of focus. Um, but now we're starting yeah. to roll some of that stuff out, like more content, uh, we have a Discord for Relay FM members as well now. It's like a closed community. It's like it's like Slack basically, but for communities yeah. where Slack is mm-hmm. for businesses. Um, so you know, this, people have asked us for something like that for a long time, and and for various reasons, I didn't want to do it. Um, but now it's like okay, the tools are where we need them to be, and the desire is still there, and we now have a legitimate business reason to put the time into it. So, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. basically, you know, you can, and I'm sure I'm going to ask you guys, it's probably a similar thing. These sort of situations, you can do one of two things. You can, like, cling on, like, white knuckle rafting style <laughs> and just hope that you'll get through it with inertia. Or you can kind of, like, pull up, pull your socks up and try and get through it through your own work, you know, like adapting yeah. and stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, so I have a question though. Um, I forgot my question. Dang! I bet it was a good one though. I know it was. It I, was about... I have a question. <laughs> okay. Okay. Go ahead, uh, Mike. What do you think of uh, the new show with uh, Gruber and Ben Thompson? Oh, I love and it. And that model dithering. Of just yeah, where it's it's just a straight paywall type thing rather than kind of a membership where you you're kind of supporting because you like it and maybe you get some bonus stuff but there that show is just a straight like you have to pay to get the episodes yeah this is like a very different model so like we've we're Mm -hmm. doing a little bit of this right like there is content that you can only get from us if you pay Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. so like we have our member specials but we also have now two monthly podcasts so there's a crossover show where Steven like, brings hosts from other shows together and they talk about something. And now we also have Backstage, where me and Steven are like giving some behind the scenes and helping people with how to start podcasts of their own. We're like breaking it down month by month. So that is like, but that's, that's, that is still dif- different from what dithering is. Mm-hmm. So it is like, you give us $5 a month and you'll get uh, three times a week, 15 minutes. Like the, the whole thing is very clever. Like, that it's short form, and I really like um, Ben Thompson and John Gruber together. They've, they're mm-hmm. always my favorite mm-hmm. episodes of the talk show. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, um, and so like I was very excited when I found out about this project, and like I because I had previously 
quite recently subscribed to Stratechery, which is Ben Thompson's thing, mm. because mm-hmm. he does a podcast now. Because a daily email newsletter just doesn't work for me. Like I wouldn't read it every day. But I listen oh, to so his... Oh, you subscribed when he, when he started recording them as a podcast? Yeah. Because yeah. Hmm. I just knew I wouldn't read a daily email newsletter. I just wouldn't do it. Like, it's just not my thing. Um, so I, I was, like, super... When I saw... When he did that, and now I listen every single day. Like, without fail, I listen to the daily update. Hmm. And this... The content in Dithering is quite similar, um, mm-hmm. which I like, right? Like, it's it's business technology, rather than just product technology. And I like that type of content. Like I've tried and continue to try to like weave some of that into my shows where I can because that I like the movements of big corporations. It's just interesting to me. Mm. Um so yeah, I like that. But that that model is is interesting. I don't have any ideas for myself to be like I thought about it, right? When I saw it I was like can I do can I do this? You know, like like mm-hmm. can I do the uh daily or multiple time a week like mm. update like but it's like I have nothing to give that I don't you're, already well, give. Well, you're so I mean, Mike, you're you are so spread across different yeah. things. It doesn't make as you know, like Ben Thompson, he's doing one thing, right? Yep. He's thinking about technology business strategy. Yep. But like, <laughs> so it's you know, but it's also to... like I don't have an area of interest that. I am not already talking about that I could be smart about, right? You know, yeah, like I just yeah. don't have that. So, but anyway, like I think that it is a very interesting business model. Um, yeah. I'm really keen to see how it ends up panning out for them. I think they've been quite successful so far. Um, mm-hmm. This isn't something that anybody can do, obviously, right? No, like you have no, to have, have a, big, audience, a big, engaged, like interested audience because, like, that you just gonna like give five dollars a month and just like hope that it works out. I, I don't think that that works for most people. But no. I am actively thinking of ways to produce content that people pay for directly. Right, like that's yeah. the membership. I mean, it's interesting. I mean, you know, it's like obvious. I mean, it's such a nice um, to me. Their project seems like such a perfect continuation of like what a blogger is. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, paid advertising on blogs no longer works. Uh, okay, well, I'm still a person who writes and like, you know, ha- has very interesting content to share. Let's do this paywall. I mean, it, it just feels like basically perfect. I mean, it obviously is a, it's a different medium, but they're both have had podcasts before. So it just is uh, interesting watching. I mean, they both seem to be always very innovative and opinionated about their the way that they are getting their like get making a living off the content yep. they're both producing, and yep. it's just uh, it makes sense that they would also be the ones to be. I mean, not that oh, this has never happened before. Well, but, but they're the perfect pairing, though, right? Because yeah. like in that regard, because Gruber kind of solidified a lot of what it meant to have a a small. In, in numbers count people website like around technology right so like you you're one person or two people or maybe three people well, but it's the biggest independent i would imagine or oh one yeah, of the yeah yeah but like i mean right, like yeah. you know like a, he didn't necessarily show what like the verge how to do what they do but like in, in our yeah. technology world um if you are a person who wants to have a blog writing about technology or there's like a couple of people that want to do it like you would f- a lot of the things that seem like conventions to you were things that he did, right? The things that he yeah. came up with. 
and I think Ben Thompson is a similar figure for the paid newsletter. Yeah, right. For like sure. there are lots of people now that are doing paid newsletters that emulate I mean, what he started doing. I don't know how old that is, but it was certainly innovative. I think. When yeah, he, when he yeah. started doing that. Right? I mean, yeah. and now like he's also innovating in technology. Like he he has technology that he's is underpinning his platform. So like I just think that they're an interesting pairing because I kind of see them as quite similar. Like even if they didn't create them, there are things that they've both did for their mediums, which guided them in different directions. And so I think that they're they're a really cool pairing that way. But yeah, I think like my current feeling, like I go in and out of like waves of desperate like desperation, you know, like everybody, <laughs> like everybody, right? Like I'm being honest, like it's just like sometimes you're just like, oh, it's all gonna crash around me for no reason. Sometimes like I just feel like yeah. that. <laughs> but I would say right now I feel much more in control because we have a plan which yeah. we didn't have mm-hmm. before. Like, you know, yeah. like when, when last time we spoke, there was no, like, what is plan B? And, like, we have, like, honestly, we even call them this. We have plans B, C, and D right now to get us <laughs> through this. Like, you know, me and Stephen were talking about this a couple of weeks ago. Like, we both feel right now that we haven't worked this hard since the, we launched the company. Huh. Just because everything, we did it right the first time. And then everything grew. But now it's like, okay, we now need to get rid of everything that we've been doing. Like the idea of that working and come up Hmm. with another way that it's going to work in case in six months time, nine months time, the advertising industry goes away. So... We yeah. hadn't really had or to think just about not it the before. same, or is more. Well, it's yeah, already it's not the same, you know. Like, well, yeah, that's yeah, that, yeah, you know. So it doesn't rebound. So yeah, we've got like plans B through D at the moment. Like, <laughs> well, that's what good. we're gonna do. That's good. They're all vet. They're, they're like all similar, but they're like different ways of working. And it's not to say that honestly, any of them will definitely work. But how about you guys? I assume it's a pretty similar thing. Like from last time we spoke to now has anything changed yeah no i mean i think you know i think our when we last spoke i think you know the bottom bottom hadn't like fallen out of revenue for the business yep and that's still the case it's not like something drastic happened i mean there's been a taper off but it's not like completely bottom out um and you know i think back then we were focused on these new products that we kind of had in the pipeline and we're still doing that i mean you know we're a product company right and so our whole thing is developing products and releasing them and so i mean if that doesn't work anymore uh which i think we'll find out but if that doesn't work (laughs) anymore then you know i don't we can't exactly change business models you know what i mean (laughs) Um, so uh, you know, obviously we could change products and, you know, that whatever. So, but, you know, we have a couple, we have like basically like three or four things we want to do this year. Uh, and I don't know if we'll manage to get all of them done, but, you know, we still think that we can release products on Kickstarter or off. Like we still think we can kind of do the same thing. The dynamics might be different of it, but I mean, we're still hoping that, but, you know, I mean, our business, I think it's unclear to us because we started in 2010. And so that was post the financial, you know, crisis. And so, 
you know, I don't think we have a really good idea about what the like macro scale economy does for like to our customer base, right? Yep. Like, yep. like how do they fit into that? Um, and so it's really difficult to know how that would have like affect what we're doing. I mean, obviously our, luckily our like e-commerce, like the third party fulfillment and most of our, I guess all of our, most of our suppliers have kind of remained online. So we've been able to kind of still function like pretty normally. So um, we haven't seen those like structural changes. I mean, I think if, if, you know, like Shipwire or like third-party fulfillment went away or something, we could make a change in that regard, like structurally. Um, but we haven't had to, you know, yet. So Yeah, that, that's we're kind interesting, of... right? Like that that's the idea of the systems that you use, right? Like, it, it, And that's difficult, but trying to build something where if a, like a company goes away, how do you survive that? Like, like yeah. if Stripe closed... Yeah, you know, we'd well, all we be in a Stripe. bit of a bind at that point. <laughs> so, yeah, like like Shopify, right? Yeah, uh, that yep. would be yep. a huge like if Shopify closed down. Uh, that would be a huge problem. I really doubt that's. I mean, they're I think doing really well right now because of e-commerce. But yeah, like that would be a huge one, right? Same with our fulfillment. But there's other options, right? I mean, well, one thing like the U.S. Postal Service here is like yeah. it's a disaster. Uh, in trouble. Yeah. Now the. The economic impact of the U.S. Postal Service not existing anymore would be, like, absolutely insane. I don't think people rec- when there's like news reports about like that going away. It's like I don't even think you understand how important it is. Like, you, like how are you going to pay your taxes? Like, you know, like who, <laughs> it doesn't work. Like to not yeah. have a postal service. So I'm not really worried about that going away in reality. But uh, something like that would be a huge change for us. But you know, we could dance around it. I think you know we could um, get there. So long story short. We are still heads down um, and moving closer to kind of releasing some things and working on some new products. So, um, so the, yeah, so so that's so that's good. Yeah, I mean, we have a tentative goal of launching a new Kickstarter in like two weeks. What? Uh, so I think that'll be Wait, kind of what? the yeah. <laughs> Do you? I didn't know yeah. this. Yeah. So. Oh. Uh, we can talk about it offline. You can just bleep out the product <laughs> name. You know, you just say it and bleep it. Okay. Oh, I've always, I've always wanted to do a bleep. It's the. Oh, okay. Is this yeah. the? Uh, no, you're gonna have to bleep me too. Is this the? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I know this. I didn't know you were that close with that one. Yeah. So we were actually. I mean, we were thinking. You know, at the beginning of the year, we would kind of launch it around April or something, and. Work-wise, we could have achieved that, but it just fe- it felt like horrible timing. Like mm-hmm. as this pandemic was kind of ramping up, uh, it just didn't seem like anyone was in the mood for that, including us. Uh, and so we decided to just kind of, you know, take our time with the video and just, you know, wait to see how, well, you know, how kind of people are feeling out there and how things are going, and you know, and we're just gonna try it. And you know, it's you know, I, I the uh, you know, Max's, uh, um, I was just about to ask about this. like yeah. that, you know, that's doing really well. And it seems like people, certainly people are, uh, like still interested in supporting things. Dollars so far. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like if you've got the right product, people still want it because like, here's the thing, like it is completely true that like a lot of people are much more hard up than they were before. And even if they're mm-hmm. not, that people are being much more considerate with their money than before. Mm-hmm. But that's not mm-hmm. a universal thing, right? There yeah. are a lot of people who 
you know, they maybe maybe financial problems are on the way because they don't know what their companies are like that employ them. But people are doing, you know, they they're just working at home, but they've still got their jobs and. So like it's not that a situation like this like it hurts a lot of people in a lot of ways but it doesn't hurt everyone exactly the same. So there there can still be a market for products. Like I don't know mm-hmm. if this is true but there's a there's a, a thing I've heard many times in the past that like during recessions sales of lipstick always increases <laughs> because people still want things to make them feel good. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mhm. Yeah, so I mean, who knows? I mean, it's like there's no way to predict that, right? So mm-hmm. we're just yeah, <laughs> just gonna see how it goes. I mean, yeah. it's like no way to know. So we're just you know heads down, let's move forward and see what happens. I mean, it's kind of the only thing we can do. So you know, uh, we to- we toyed with you know maybe there's something like we could stop our current product development and do something that is like in response to the current context, like specifically. Um, but we just feel like we like we don't want to produce anything fast like we could have been like okay let's make masks or something or maybe we can figure out something that would be cool or like useful Mm. but i just think we just take way too long masks made out of cork right (laughs) (laughs) we got it covered so uh so yeah so we're just gonna we just decided to just like keep moving forward with the things we have in the pipeline and then you know we can assess after that yeah, and this this next project will be, I guess, like an interesting. Uh, it will be an, an interesting litmus test. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm excited about it, just uh, ignoring the current context. But I think that just adds an extra layer of you know what's going to happen, or how are people going to respond to this thing? Are they interested in backing right now? Um, so it'll be an interesting experiment for sure. Do you want to dance that corner? Always. Go on then. <laughs> <laughs> Needs a song though. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, this is a big one. <laughs> dance that corner. Oh, this is you're a little more subdued over there. <laughs> oh, than usual. Dance that corner. That's more what I was looking for. That one was amazing. That was incredible. <laughs> I enjoyed that. I enjoyed the, the glam rock version of Dance Tech Corner. <laughs> Put some reverb on it. Yeah. Well, Mike, you get to pick. Oh, do I? Oh, great. Okay. So, <laughs> from the list today, we have ta- uh, DSLR style cameras will increase in popularity over the next few years. No, Wait, that's, a prediction. no that's, that's, that's a prediction. predictions. Okay. Scroll up. Apple Watch numerals <laughs> face charging the magic mouse iPad laptop. I want to talk about charging the magic mouse. Yeah, let's talk about what that. What does that okay. mean? Uh, so it's a a kind of joke in the uh, Apple community where you it's like, haha, Apple's bad at design and you show like the harpooned uh, magic mouse harpooned. with the, with the, light, <laughs> with, with the lightning uh, plug just like stabbed into the it, bottom of it. It is underbelly, I guess, if we're harpooning it. You, yes. Uh, and I think, I, I want to be careful how I like talk about this because I don't want it to come across like I'm, I'm totally defending that, but I think people's uh, anger or ridicule is misguided mm-hmm. where it seems like they're saying 
these idiots, <laughs> why, <laughs> why didn't they just put it on the front? Uh, like they are bad designers. They made a bad design choice by putting it here. But I think if you're angry, which I think is fine because like I get annoyed every time I have to charge it in that way, uh, you should be mad at, I guess, whoever <laughs> does the budgeting or allocation of resources, because it's clear to me that they decided that they were not going to allocate the resources to do a full redesign of this mouse, which is absolutely required if you wanted to move the lightning uh, to the front, like just looking at it, like it can't go there. There's not a space for it. You'd have to rethink and reshape and redesign this mouse. So the choices then are just keep the, the double a battery one or change it to this current one. And in my opinion, this rechargeable one is way better than the battery one, even though it has this flaw of you can't use it when it's plugged in. And so I would much rather take this than go back to the double a one, but people see it as like some oversight or some like design mistake when it's really they just did the best they could with the resources they were allowed. They decided for whatever reason not to do a full redesign of the mouse. And so this is what we ended up with. So, yes, it is like weird and silly, but I still think it is a huge improvement over AA batteries. Thoughts? Yeah. And I'm, I can, I am 100% certain that the people in charge of designing that hate that more than anyone else on the planet. <laughs> like, they know about the problem way more than anyone. And I'm sure that they think it's the worst. Like, I, I can tell from experience, like, I can't even see anything but flaws in the products that we have made, mm -hmm. right? It's like, yeah. I, you know, we're so close where, it, you know, you only see the flaws. And so I'm sure the industrial designers at Apple are just like, Oh my god! You know, like they just hate it, and I'm sure the people who weren't on the project feel so bad for the people who were, right? Because, you know, it's Dan is right. This was not a like. Uh, this was just like a worst. This was just like the best of worst choices. You know, thing. I'm sure, mm -hmm. right? They didn't intentionally. <laughs> do, you know, uh, that wasn't the goal. Like the highest design. So yeah, it is. I must. It must be really painful being on the team that made that because. I'm sure it's just like, oh, man. <laughs> but you guys don't understand. We couldn't, you know, all that stuff. Oh, rough. But they should, I mean, uh, you know the way the, like, Sonos Move charges where it's like a little, uh, it's like a little ring and you, like, set it on there and there's just little contacts that, like, sit on there? Mm -hmm. um, they could have probably maybe done that, maybe not. But that is definitely something that I think, like, maybe the, like, best way to do it besides yeah, G, but that, obviously. But that doesn't solve the, same the you can use it while it's charging problem. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It would look less look dumb. Look silly. Yeah, but that, it functionally, it's exactly the same. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yes. Sure. Well, you'll never be, I mean, how would you, yeah, I don't know. It just seems... Uh, who knows what they'll do? They could do a little, um, like a little magnetic charge. Don't they do that on, um, someone does that where, or no, there's USB cables like that where like the USB cable like breaks in half and you can, it's like magnetic. So mm -hmm. they could maybe do something where like the cable like magnets onto the front of the, the, uh, mouse. Hmm. It's like a MagSafe. 
Yeah, well, but with but better than that, they've made made stuff. Hmm. I've seen like USB cables where when you rip the, it apart, it doesn't. You don't see like springy contacts. It's just like straight up magnets. Yeah, on, on the on the subject of like the parameters of they can't change the physical design of it and they have to add a lightning port looking at my mouse now like i suppose there is a reality where they put it on the side and you have uh, like a cable sticking out the side uh which would potentially mean you can still use it while it's plugged in it would feel kind of weird um so maybe that is actually like if possible would be a better solution um but that's kind of the only uh the only thing i can see working with this current like shape design i bet i would not be surprised if when apple actually was designing this and johnny i was there i bet you the asymmetry of that would never pass yeah which is ridiculous <laughs> but i bet you that would have happened yeah like, so i, I think so that that to me is totally valid to be criticized if like yes. it was possible yes. they because of how the guts are like they could have put it there uh, and then they chose not to for like symmetry reasons. That to me is a, a totally valid yeah. criticism. Above the pale. <laughs> so I hate the magic mouse. <laughs> anyway, I, I love the magic mouse so much. Let's talk about it. <laughs> it's the least comfortable mouse to hold that I've ever used. You you can't actually hold the mouse. You just have to like place your hand on the mouse. I yeah, I so, really hate it. So I. Uh, God, this magic this mouse has been around i think for over 10 years uh like the you double mean, like a the version. original one yeah like, like this this shape this shape mouse mm-hmm. uh and it it probably took me like a few days to get used to it and i might have maybe thought of giving up on it those first few days but now i absolutely cannot go back and the main reason is i don't understand how anyone can use a unidirectional scroll wheel like how do you scroll horizontally with a trackpad <laughs> but that's not a mouse right but why well, yeah i know that but like <laughs> <laughs> but I, but yeah so like i was so confused when people are like I, when i use logic like i have a mouse and then i have yeah. a trackpad for my left hand and i was like so confused why people did that and then i like dawned on me it's like oh i don't have to do that because i can just scroll with the same uh mouse yeah yeah you, you i mean that isn't why i have a mouse and a trackpad but like it mm-hmm. it's a benefit of the fact that i have them both is i can do horizontal scrolling i, I just like trackpads and i like mice i like to be able to choose depending on what i want to do i also use a wacom tablet as well at my imac yeah yeah but um yeah that the best thing about the magic mouse is the fact that it has the the gesture pad on the top but it's incredibly uncomfortable to hold like there's nowhere like no you've there are no other mice on the planet that look like that one and i think that's that's for a reason that all the other mice look different yeah uh well well the reason they're, they're all different is because they don't have this functionality but i i think no, i just you, mean from like a from a like a sculpting like perspective yeah no, the no it's like the least ergonomic mouse i've ever used because you can't you it just like you rest you just rest your hand you have to like just slightly move it around. It's just it doesn't work for me at all. So yeah, I, I don't yeah. Like I think it for that. I think there's certainly 
you know, if it doesn't work for you, it doesn't work for you. I think I, I had to have kind of like a, a maybe a mindset shift where your hand is no longer resting on it. It's much more similar to a trackpad where your hand is kind of above it. And then uh, you, you know, you touch it when you need to use it. But for the, the amount I need that touch surface, like anytime I'm doing any kind of like nonlinear editing in like video or audio, like the horizontal scroll is essential or anytime I'm in like a big canvas type thing, like a Photoshop or illustrator or whatever, just being able to move all around instead of one direction. Like there's no way I could go back. I don't, I like, I think I would feel completely incapacitated if like I had to use a regular mouse these days. Hmm. Well, you don't even. Want I mean, to know what about it, what I mouth. would be incapacitated well, if I used Tom, that you mouth. use like a trackball, right? Yeah, I, yeah. You know, I'm like all. I'm a weirdo. I but that, but that, so, I that solves that solves the scrolling issue. Like no, it that, no, it doesn't. You can only scroll in one direction with that. Yeah, you need yeah. a scroll wheel. The trackball. Is oh, because the ball moves the, the mouse. That's the right. Mouse. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no! So my mouse. <laughs> <laughs> so my mouse. I, my hand never moves. It just rests yeah, on it, sitting yeah. on the desk. Mm-hmm. And then the thumb moves my mouse around the screen. And then I just then I just have a normal mouse. And I. I mean, I've had this thing for I don't know twelve years or something. And it just it completely eliminated any RSI stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's way faster. Like I can get across the screen way faster than you guys uh i use a trackball so, it's not a competition i also have a trackball well, mouse <laughs> i people make fun of it all the time but <clears throat> it's like the better thing i mean it's like uh i wish it had us like a swipey mm-hmm. pad on it mm-hmm. for exactly the, the scrolling thing mm-hmm. like it, but it could still do that just as well it's i like will a track- say just you've just reminded me now dan i will say there are a lot of mice that have a horizontal and a vertical scroll wheel you have two scroll wheels Oh. oh, is it just like on the side or something somewhere else? Yeah, like the 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 internet's favorite, uh, the MX Master Mouse by Logitech, has a second scroll wheel by where your thumb goes. Mm. So that's how people do that. Hmm. I would guess, <clears throat> Dan, if you had like a high-end mouse with a scroll wheel, like a normal mouse, I think you might enjoy the precision of the scroll wheel. Like, I think you probably are missing that. And, like, the mm. clicking, like, the little detents and stuff that happen. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, you know, there's a reason why, like, a gamer or someone who is, like, needs very precision mousing, like, they don't use that Apple mouse for a reason. You know what I mean? Like, bet you there would be some benefits you would see, um, you know, like, if you, if you like, used, a, like, a, like, a physical scroll wheel, you know? Mm. Um and also the the Logitech mouse mouse that I was talking about it has a charging port in the front, so you can mm. you can still charge and use. You know, tell me more. It's uh, USB C. Actually, uh, the the other essential function of the Magic Mouse uh-huh. is I use spaces, uh-huh. and so just the two finger oh. horizontal swipe mm-hmm. is. Like I, 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 I don't think I could ever give that up. Well, you wouldn't have to with well, the Logitech mouse because they have buttons on the side. You just click the button, move space. Yeah, there's like lots of buttons. <sighs> oh my god! The MX Master <laughs> Three is about a mouse and the Magic Mouse in every possible way. It really you try is. It, Dan. You should try. I don't, it. I don't think you try it. I will do that. I love that this it. started with 
Hi, I'm here to defend the magic mouse. And it ends with, oh, I'm buying another mouse. (laughs) No, I will not. I'm never going back. But this isn't back. This is forward. I don't think adding, like, uh, everything I said about this mouse, like, I also appreciate the simplicity and Mm. the, like, not having to think. Like, it is just like a trackpad where I just put my dumb finger on it and slide around and it moves. Like, I don't have to think about which wheel to use or which button to press to you like never I, think you about get it, used though. to it you never you, think you're about not, it you get used to it you don't have to think about yeah, it yeah it, it mm. these things just become they muscle memory it's like i never yeah. think about which finger i'm clicking down i know if it's the left or the right it's the same, it's the exact same thing these things yeah, just I, become i doubt you have to think about it that it just becomes the way you interact with the machine yeah no thanks oh hard pass okay I, I appreciate uh, I appreciate uh, the argument though. I will say that like I don't have a problem with the way it charges. Like I never had a problem with the way the original Apple Pencil charged either, because mm-hmm. it seemed logical to me. Right? Like y- you should wait, wait. Yes, wait. Yes, it is logical. I know we've had this discussion before. <laughs> there is a logic it's not to logical. it. It is. It is logical. Your iPad is not a lollipop. Okay. Right. It does okay. Not make okay. Sense. Okay. Okay. So you're using you're using your Apple Pencil and you need to charge it. Right? What do you do? I, I wish I could stick it on the side of the iPad. Well, no, like but you can do that three. now because they, they redesigned know. the iPad. But the original iPad, the original iPad with that design, with like similar idea, right? Like they weren't going to change the entire industrial design for the thing in the first go. Like because people say like, oh, it should have been, uh, you should have had a lightning port on it and you plug a lightning cable in. Like that's stupid. Because then you have to go and get the lightning cable and plug it in. If you just put it in the bottom of the iPad, it, the charger yeah. is already there. Yeah, no, don't get me wrong. That's great. I, I get it. I mean, I get that I would rather have an Apple Pencil sooner than waiting to like have the, the, you know, the iPad that mm-hmm. has the thing on the side and you could do it on the side or whatever. Yeah. But I wouldn't say that it's like this <laughs> it was the you know, best way to do it because like, okay so the i'm not saying like the original one is the best way bar none because obviously the second one is better in every single possible way but i meant with like because people what i'm saying is the argument that people would say like oh it's stupid you should plug it into something right like mm-hmm. a cable or whatever mm-hmm. like that doesn't make any sense to me which you can do yeah which the, you can do but it, yeah it's wild to do that like i think yeah. with the constraints of the iPad hardware having a lightning port on the end of the Apple Pencil or lightning like the charging I don't even know what to call it that made the most sense I think to to build it the way that they built it because if you're using the iPad you need to charge it you just pop it in for like a couple of minutes take it out and you're ready to go again like it made sense Mm -hmm. yeah so I I think the Apple Pencil thing and the Magic Mouse are very similar in they are, the argument because, I was trying to make. Yes, but uh, that's why I brought one, it up, because people meme yes. them. They show them together, right? Like, ha-ha, yes. Apple's bad at design. Yes. Right, yeah. I think there's one key difference, though, with the Apple Pencil, though, is that was a brand new product, and it was introduced alongside a brand new uh, iPad, the, the 12.9 iPad Pro. Mm-hmm. So... Those are both two new products. Like they could have, in theory, like mm. done what they are doing now because they were both two well, brand new products. Like, and so again, I, that was probably like a the, the, this whole 
rash of decisions of like, well, we need to keep the industrial design this way for these reasons. And we have these smart covers that already work and blah, blah, blah. But it's like, it's, it is a little bit different and that they weren't retrofitting an existing product. It was like a brand new product and a brand new way of charging. And like, that was their first stab at it. Hmm. Yeah, I think it was just they couldn't work. They didn't know if the timing was going to work. You know, they couldn't like, oh, we can tie these two products together. You know, I mean, I bet that was the reason they just like couldn't, you know, that's like hard to do. Well, but they were, but they were, they were, they were always tied together because the screen has to be designed to accept Apple Pencil input. Like they were always right, but then a it's like of products. If you remember the Smart Connector, our friend Smart Connector, like that already took up the side, right? So mm-hmm. the side was already taken mm-hmm. up by that. And I just, mm-hmm. with the original design, again, like, yes, they did. Why did they make it look that way? I don't know why, but they did. It's like Magic Mouse 2 was a new product, right? Like, I know it's not the same. But I get, I get the point that you're making, but I feel like... The even the, like the 2018 iPad Pro was a big departure from our iPads, and I think mm-hmm. it maybe mm-hmm. would have been a bit much to. Hmm, I don't know. I don't know. I still stand by my point though. But I get. I get. Yeah. What you're I mean, to I think. I think the 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 bottom line, the kind of overall point I'm trying to make, and it's not to be like, stop making fun of Apple. <laughs> they're <laughs> they're people too. But it's like the thing I always want people to understand is that design is compromised like that that literally is what you're doing when you're a designer is making trade-offs and making decisions that are good in some ways and bad in other ways and you try to make it the most good and the least bad and so sometimes it's not as great and you the scale tips a little bit more towards the bad thing but like nothing is going to be perfect because that is what designing a product is at least i know what to get you for christmas now though (laughs) <laughs> a better mouse oh no <laughs> Thoroughly Considered is a joint production between Relay FM and Studio Neat you can find out more about this episode by going to relay.fm slash tc slash 59